Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. Shepherds were terrified. But the angel reassured them, saying, Don't be afraid, for I've come to bring you good news. Everybody say good news. That's what today is about, good news. I come to bring you good news, the most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it's for everyone everywhere. One translation says, it's for every person worldwide. For today in Bethlehem, a rescuer was born for you. He's the Lord Yahweh, the Messiah. You'll recognize him by this miraculous sign. You'll find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a feed trough. Then all at once in the night sky, a vast number of glorious angels appeared, the very armies of heaven, and they are all and they all praised God, singing, Glory to God in the highest realms of heaven, for there is peace and a good hope given to the sons of men. I want to weave in Isaiah 6, chapter 9, verse 6 from the message. For a child has been born for us, the gift of a son for us. He'll take over the running of the world. His names will be Amazing Counselor, Strong God, Eternal Father, Prince of Wholeness. I love that. His ruling authority will grow and there will be no limits to the wholeness that he brings. Lord, let your word be glorified today as we celebrate Jesus. In your name we pray. We've been talking about home this month, what home means and what home feels like and, and how God the Father uh, prepares a place for us. We focus primarily on his heart, the Father's heart of love and compassion for his children. Last week we showed you how Jesus went to great lengths, even telling them parables in succession to try to convey them to them why he was called to hang out with sinners. Three parables that he talked about of lost things, if you weren't here, you need to see that as well. He was putting an exclamation point on this truth. And we've got to grab this truth of God's love. Nothing expresses the heart of God more than the not so grand entrance of God's only begotten son, Jesus, into the earth at Christmas. We've all seen the nativity scene. Everywhere you go, you can see it. And it's very, it's, it's very beautiful. It's always a perfect little hallmark moment. Joseph and Mary kneeling right near the infant Jesus. Mary always looks so sweet, clean, and happy, not like she just gave birth. A few beautiful animals standing nearby, hardly making noise. A couple of shepherds holding a little lamb on one side, and then the supposedly three wise men positioned nearly nearby on the other. Anybody that's been through real natural childbirth knows it's never picture perfect. <clears throat> it's not even what you expected, is it, ladies? You can't be prepared for it. It's even for, like for, for me, I, I went through the easy part. We, my wife delivered both of our children with me right there holding her hand, and all I wound up was with nearly a broken hand. It's always a challenge, even if you went through 
you know, Lamaze class or some kind of preparation. It's never like they rehearsed it. It's never like you think it's going to be. It's never, it's always difficult. It's loud. Can be loud. It can be chaotic and it can definitely be messy. And that's in the hospital. God's choice to present his royal son to the world, a barn. Chances are, if you haven't been raised in Ocala, if you have been raised in Ocala, sorry, you may have been around some horse stables. And they usually don't smell like the hospital. They don't usually, it's not this great presentation. They usually stink. Obviously, more important to our Heavenly Father is the fact that he gave his son an instant family. He could have just beamed Jesus to earth, but he had to send him as a seed for the full human experience to be born of a woman, and then he gave him a father, a stepfather nonetheless. For those of you with blended families, life can be challenging, but even for the Son of God, God gave his son a stepfather, someone in his life to show him what human fathering was to be. We talk a lot about the character and virtue of Mary. But Joseph must have been an amazing guy, if you think about it. Understanding, <laughs> that's for sure. Compassionate, obedient, filled with faith. That God would entrust his most precious seed, his word, to be carried by this young couple, birth, fed, changed, clean, nurtured, even trained up and disciplined. I saw a meme the other day that um, depicted Mary and Joseph arriving on a donkey with her still pregnant looking at this hotel. And the caption read, Mary is speaking and she said, what do you mean you didn't make reservations? <laughs> and then it said, the beginning of the first silent night. <laughs> I thought that was great. So the family as home was more important to God than the house as home. And so it still is today. I do want to add that God did want a stable environment. Joseph and Mary were grasping for the last straw. Jesus was stalling for time. I could go on and on but I won't. Think about it. How could the God of all creation send his own son to the earth to become king of the universe and yet cause him to be born in a stall where his first crib is in an animal feed trough? You may not be like me at all, but my first thought is what about the germs? Not exactly a sterile atmosphere. Slobbering animals rooting around the smell of donkey poop wafting through the air. Hay and straw everywhere. Mary in hard labor. She didn't just go, oop, there he is. And kneel down next to him. We don't know how long the labor was, but you can bet there was some pain involved. She's in hard labor. She's doing her... <laughs> we will, we will praise... <laughs> Breathing techniques with Joseph handling the dirty work. 
Nativity scenes never show a doctor, never show a midwife. By the way, they don't show a little drummer boy either. Talk about a way in a manger. Also, for those who think carrying God's word should be easy, while Mary was nine months pregnant, God called her to travel from Nazareth, Nazareth to Bethlehem. I looked online. The, the estimate is they traveled about 2.5 miles per hour, 90 miles up and down mountain roads, and the last part over Jerusalem Mountain took them, took them probably almost a week riding a colt or a donkey for at least eight hours a day. You want to be a carrier of the word? You better toughen up, buttercup. Jesus should by all rights have been born in a palace, but he humbled himself. I almost called this message manger danger. He humbled himself. He came to meet us in our humanity, Messy, chaotic, dysfunctional, sinful, less than perfect lives. Religion makes us think that we have to go to him, not just in some type of heavenly realm, but go to him in the sense of with religious traditions and, and rituals and all kinds of pomp and circumstance. But he came to us. That's the beauty of this story is that he came to us. When we didn't deserve it, the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He humbled himself, an expression of the Father's love. Emmanuel, God with us. God with us, identifying with us in our fallen condition and setting things right. 2022 may have been a great year for you. I hope it was a great year for you and your family, but it might have been the hardest year of your life. And the reminder of the, the nativity scene, the real first Noel, is that God loved you so much, he came and sent his son to identify with you, no matter how tough your moment has been, how challenging your year has been, what you've been through this time, good, bad, or ugly, he joins you in the mess, in the manger, in a barn. My friends, this is our Christmas miracle. Jesus turns messes into miracles. He turns messes into miracles. That's what he does. That's why he didn't come as a, as a grand king. But other kings still recognized him. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The word peace there in the Old Testament in Isaiah is the word shalom. You might hear Jewish people use that word today. And that word doesn't just mean peace as in absence of conflict or absence of war. That word shalom means this, peace, prosperity, well-being, contentment, 
health, and wholeness. Let every heart prepare him room. Let heaven and nature sing. Jesus is Lord of our mess. Jesus is Lord of the moment. Jesus is Lord of your best day and he is Lord of your worst moment and he loves you so much. He's not forgotten you. Will you carry the seed of his word into the next generation? Let's pray. Father, we give you glory and we give you honor. Thank you, Jesus, for the promise of wholeness. We thank you that you made a perfect world. But in the Garden of Eden, sin and Satan messed it up. But Jesus, you came to right every wrong, to turn every failure into victory, every loss into a win. Thank you that you would love the likes of us as we celebrate your birthday. We look to you, Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before you endured living a perfect sinless life, even though you were tempted in every way that we've ever been tempted, yet without sin. You're perfect, Jesus. Forgive our broken humanity. Forgive our religious attempts to try to find our own self-righteousness instead of just receiving the free gift of the salvation we have through you. We celebrate you. Just with your head bowed, your eyes closed for a moment on this Christmas Sunday morning of 2022. I don't know what your relationship is with God. I don't know the challenges you may have faced this year or maybe in the last few days. But I know this. I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep everything that I've committed unto him against that day. And I know he will take care. He will perfect Everything that concerns you, the word says, that you delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. That doesn't mean wishful thinking. That means when your heart and God's heart align, you will see those things manifest of his goodness, his grace, his mercy, and the power of his wonderful name. Maybe you're here today, you've never asked Jesus into your heart. Maybe, maybe you got offended at some point in church. Let me tell you something. I've been in church all my life. I've been offended a thousand times. <laughs> There's always another opportunity to get upset about something somebody said or didn't say or did or didn't do. But don't let that reflect on your relationship with God the Father, Jesus his Son, or the power and presence of his Holy Spirit. Today I'm asking that on Christmas that we would have the greatest miracle that the Son of God would rise in your heart with healing in His wings that you would simply open your heart up and let all the past junk go 
that you'd forgive my faith, not that you justify or condone what somebody did to you, said to you, whatever. But here's the point. So many in our own community are mad at God this morning and yet still claiming to have some type of relationship with God or others have just closed the door on him altogether. Today, let's repent of our religious actions going through the motions and let's get to the heart. Let's get to the heart of the matter. That there are not many ladders that lead to heaven. There's only one. There's no other name by which you must be saved but by the name of Jesus Christ because he's the only one that lived a perfect life. He's the only one that when he died, that the enemy had no, nothing to hold him. And he rose from the dead and ascended to the right hand of God. And now through the power of the Holy Spirit lives in everyone, the whosoever wills, lives in your heart. If you're here today and you don't know him in a real and personal way, I'm not preaching religion today, I'm preaching relationship. It's about Jesus, him alone. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm not gonna have you raise your hand or come up to the front. I just want you to come to the altar of your heart. Come to the manger of your own heart. That place where Jesus was laying. Come to that place and behold the Christ child who is now king of the universe. The Bible says to as many as received him, he gave power to become his sons and his daughters. Would you receive him today? Here's how you do it. Just say, Jesus, I'm open. Forgive me. Come into my heart and change me. You know what? Would you pray that with me out loud? Everybody, maybe you've prayed a thousand times. Would you pray it today with me? And maybe you're here for the first time. This will be a new thing to you. Pray with me. Just, just say this out loud. Just say, Jesus, Jesus. come into my life in a brand new way and change me from the inside out. Thank you for identifying with me in my messy places, in the darkness of my own heart. I ask you to forgive me. I choose today to release others by faith. And I ask you Come into my heart. I want a relationship with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you meant that, yeah, put your hands together. Because if you meant that today, then your life is going to take a shift. And if you'll feed that life, if you'll grow, that's not just a one-all, one-off kind of thing where you pray a prayer and everything's great. It's a beginning. It's a seed. It's a seed in the barn of your life. Let that relationship grow. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, event registration, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you.